Okay, today we're talking about how to make Bishri Yisrael. Um, we spoke about this already once beforehand, and it's going to be a third time eventually. Um, but last time we spoke about the timing of it, and today we're going to talk about the different methods of doing it. Methods is different than the devices. That next time is devices. Okay, this is methods. Okay, uh, you'll, you'll hear what I mean as I talk. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay, so the most common way you make Bishri Yisrael in like a restaurant or a com- even a commercial establishment is that you'd light the fire. Okay, so that, that's the most typical way you do it. We're gonna, obviously, I'm going to talk about other ways in a minute, uh, but that's the most typical way. And in that, um, so the simplest is the mashgiach walks into the restaurant in the, beginning, in the morning, think about like a restaurant, and he turns on all the fires. Okay, that's the simplest way to turn on the fire. Okay, but w- what gets uh, more complicated or just, just you have to pay more attention to is that if you walk, if you're dealing with an existing fire, um, it could happen in a in like a food service kind of a place, but it's also even more so in like a commercial place, like a, a boiler that you have to, that you're adjusting. Then the the person who's doing it has got to make the goal is to take some a fire that was off and make the fire go on, not just to theoretically play around with the settings. Well, let me explain what I mean. So you walk to an oven. It's the same thing with a boiler. Walk to an oven, and the oven is set for three fifty, um, and the fire is raging, okay? The fire is going because the, the oven is on. And you said, now you turn up to 400, okay? Nothing happens when you turn to 400. Zero. The fire is on, the fire just stays on. Um, and then, okay, you say, okay, I did my trick, and I put it back to 350. So what did you do? Zero. You said, theoretically, it should stay on for longer. And now you, then you undid your theoretical thing so that you didn't do anything. You didn't help turn on the fire. What he needs to do is he needs to make it that at some way that the fire is off, and then what he does makes the fire go on. So, it's like in, in, let's say in his oven, if the fire, if the flame is actually burning when he walks into the room, then you, then you turn it down, turn it down from three fifty to two hundred. Oh, so that's going to make the fire go out. After he sees the fire go out, now you turn it back to three fifty. Now the fire is going to go on. Okay, the opposite. If the fire is off now, the fire is off because the oven's already at three fifty. So now turn it to four hundred and wait a minute until you see the fire is going to go on because the going to say, oh, we have to be hotter, it'll go, up to, it'll go on, and then afterwards you could turn it down. But the point is, the same with the boiler, okay, and the boiler also, um, just flipping the switch on and off, does, or, or turning the dial this way and that way, doesn't do anything. Again, you have to get, the, the flame has to be off, and then the flame has to be on. Uh, however you manage that, by turning things down, by turning things up. Why is it switched on and off? If, well, if you switch on and off, maybe in a boiler, if you switch it on and off, that might do something, maybe, you know, um, but in a boiler, actually, it comes in a little different way. In boilers, um, uh, turning something on doesn't have a direct effect. It takes some time until something happens. Um, it, boilers don't react so quickly. Like yeah, they you set the process for it to That's true, on. right. So that's true. If you, if you would turn it to on, if it literally it was off and you turned it to on, I mean, unless, you know, they, they, they turn it off when you turn your back, you know, it's going to go on. You know? But even an oven, you can press off and on. Let's say the fire, fire is raging. Is that going to turn it off that quickly? If you turn it off and yeah, on? If you start the process for it to... I'm not sure. Okay. I, yeah, it, 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 it's it, on, you turn it off. It starts the fire off. Immediately. Does it do it immediately? Is that immediate? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. If, if that works, that's fine. The, the point is... The, again, my, my point is you got to get an off fire to an on fire. That's what you're trying to do. Okay? No, our, our point is that if you're trying to make it simple, like a protocol, you can just say... Press off and on, that you don't have to be mine. Right, that, that's true. Might be a better way, better system. I, I'm, but I'm, I'm talking about the, <clears throat> the, <clears throat> the practice. Mm-hmm. How many times have you seen you walk into the kitchen and the oven? The guys, I make a pastry, so you see, it turns out this way and turn it back like that. Like, in one second, this turns this and that way, like without paying any attention to what's going on. And I just hit the dial this way and that way, and I made a pastry, so you know. And, and in fact, he he did not. Okay, um, in that from that side of it about lighting fires, 
Um, this is a little to do with next time, um, but most assume that setting a timer it doesn't do the trick. Okay, you have to actually you do something. You flip a switch or you turn a dial that actually makes it happen now, basically now. Um, but setting a timer, setting a timer, meaning if I set the timer that says every morning at six o'clock the oven will go on, that's considered too indirect. And so I, I set a timer that says every morning at six o'clock so the, the oven should go on. on. The, the, the switch is officially set to the on mode, on. but there's and a timer. There's a time, it tackle light. Mm-hmm. That's not going to Right. Let's assume that that's too indirect. I'm not causing anything else. I'm just setting up that it could theoretically happen. It, it theoretically not the right word. No, it's because it, because it's not, it's too unrelated to what I'm doing. Chromatic. Too chromatic, if you want to call it. It's not That's a way. You can say it like that. Um, those, are, those are dangerous words <coughs> because is only by certain dinim that you have to have kolcher. That's like a technical term, but yes, for, for colloquially, yes, it's too. Gram is a better way to say it. it's too indirect. Okay, <clears throat> now let's move to some other stuff. Okay, um, there are people who think that a timer might work. There, are, Rubelski would tell people that you could do it once. Um, and if I set the timer now for tomorrow morning, that works. Oh. Or if it for every morning, it doesn't work. Most people don't buy that either. Theoretically, oh, really? yeah. so theoretically the Mashiach could come in every night and set it. Th- that w- that? But the, the benefit of it is not the one night. That's really not the benefit. The benefit is no, that have I don't have to back up that. In case you uh, oversleep one morning. Okay. Okay. Actually, actually, we'll talk in a second. We'll talk next time about devices. One of our people specifically oversleep. You know that. Dov um, Abrahamer, who has to turn on an yes. oven, he... Uh, occasionally, on purpose, forgets to turn it on to see will they scream and yell and call him, or will they have do they have a workaround that they deal without the rabbi? You know, they, yeah. So he purposely oversleeps sometimes. <coughs> okay. Um, <coughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He does oversleep. <laughs> okay. <coughs> so the, aside from lighting the fire, now we talked last time about like stirring the pot. I'm not talking about that. Aside from actually lighting the fire itself, um, there's two other ways that um, you can make pishlisol. Hashalachaskisim and eshmeish. Okay, those are two ways where I'm not actually lighting the fire, but I could do that. Okay, so what, what do they mean first before I get into what they are? Hashlochaskisim means little, the, the, techni- the, the literal translation is you throw in a piece of wood, a splinter of wood. Um, the year, that means is he did something to the fire. What he did has absolutely nothing to do with cooking. It doesn't have the slightest bit. That, that This little piece of toothpick that I threw in doesn't do one bit for the, for the cooking. But it works because it's a hacker. The person <clears throat> I showed that you this food is not... Uh, kosher for Yidin, unless a Yid participates, and because the problem is chasen, so you need a hacker. You have to show that we this we don't just take whatever we get from you. We have to have some kind of hacker. Okay, I'm going to talk more about hashachas kisim sort of later. The other one is esh meish. That is, <coughs> the Yid did not light the fire of the oven that's going to be used for cooking. The Yid light lit a fire, and then they lit a fire from that fire. So then, that's also considered to be pishlis Okay, and why is it different than timer? Why is it different than a timer? Did a process for a process. Uh, that's a good question. I don't remember. I don't remember. Okay. Um, <clears throat> the, in both of these kind of cases, the Mechaber holds these only work for Pasisrael, not for Bishlisrael. And the Ramah holds that they hold even for Bishlisrael, which is what we do. Okay. So, the Eish the, the, the um works, it used to be in lots of ovens. Um, it works for certain kinds of situations. And let me, let me just explain what they mean from the technical side. I mean, it's like this. Um, in almost every uh, oven, a- any heating device doesn't light the big fire by itself. The big fire gets lit by a small fire called a pilot fire. Okay, so, <clears throat> but most pilots nowadays are not, are not, are pilots that 
what goes on when you want to light the boiler, when you want to light a boiler, uh, the, the, first the little fire turns on, and then the little fire is used to turn on the big fire. The big fire, the gas comes pouring out, and it lights up the big fire. But the little fire, the pilot light, doesn't stay on all the time. It goes on when it needs. When the, when the big fire has to go on, first it turns on the little fire, and then, the, then that turns on the big fire. Um, that, but that's called the, that's a, so to speak, a regular pilot. Okay, but in, then there's something, but what's good, that has nothing to do with, that doesn't help HBH. He lit the little, doesn't let the little fire. The little fire itself goes on and off all the time. HBH is when we have what's called a standing pilot. A standing pilot means a pilot that's on all the time. Okay, like the, years ago, used to be in, in home ovens used to have that. Um, they don't do it anymore because it's not, it's considered not fuel efficient to have it all the time. <clears throat> so a standing pilot is one that stays on all the time. If, a if the pilot stays on all the time, if you'd like that standing pilot, then the big fire that lights from that is considered HMH. Okay? It doesn't exist in homes anymore, but it does exist in restaurants. Okay, restaurants, big restaurant like food service, something like you know, Yeshiva Kitchen or a restaurant, their pilots are standing pilots, they're on all the time. Uh, so then the Yid could light those pilots, light those little fires, and then the big fire lights from that, that's HMH. It's not a cooking fire, but it's the fire from which Yid lights. Okay, Ramosha Katz had another a variation of that. He said, I, I, don't, I don't remember, I never pay attention to it, but he says in shawarma machines, <clears throat> the shawarma machine has got a lot of flames to it, but what happens is that during busy times, you want the fire to be on running at full strength. Um, but when it's quiet time, you need the food to stay hot, but you don't want the fire all the time, you'll burn the food. <coughs> so you turn it down. So what he said is that at least in some of the machines, if there's six flames, you could knock off four of them. Okay, you could turn off some of them and just leave some of them on. And what happens is when the later ones turn on, they light from the, from the ones that are on. That's how the later ones, they don't light by themselves, so to speak. They light from the one that's on already. So if the Yid makes sure to turn it on in the morning, then even as they turn it up and down, it's going to stay, he says it's going to stay um, lit from the Yid's fire. Okay. Um, <coughs> anyhow. I'm going to that in a second. Get in a second. Okay. So, so the, this kind of... Uh, uh, Using pilots is helpful. Okay, a million years ago, it was helpful at homes, like you know, if there was someone not Jewish working in your house. But in food service, it's used a lot because they have these pilots, and it makes it helpful. But it won't help the sign. What do you say? But it doesn't help the sign. Yeah, yeah. Well, shvarim anyhow does does it doesn't help if you put on the fire anyhow. So what's it again? Because if the food was on beforehand and then we lit the fire afterwards, does that work? Sorry, I don't remember. I don't remember how it doesn't work for Sarn. We'll have to think about that. Um, okay, so the Ramah says, the Ramah, the, the, if you open up the Shochanarch part of the Ramah, you would think that it it's completely works like Chathila. It says that it works. Ishmael works. No problems. Um, but the Ramah comes from Isvaheter. That Isvaheter says it's only Bidyevit. Mogan Avram in Halachas of Asheris Mechuba also sounds like that. He says in Asheris Mechuba you should eat Pasisrol. He says, and if, if you can't get Bed that, bread that was baked by a year, at least get stuff that was pasisol, but with a shach, with HBH or shachas kisim. He's, he's like, as if, if you can't get baked by a year, take this, as if you're, it's like a secondary choice, not, not a first choice. Mishmur brings it as a chachasan. Um, so there are those who say, therefore, you should not rely on this lechatchila, as long as it be the evid. Most of the hashkachas rely on it as a A lot of hashkachas rely on it as completely as lechatchila. Others say it's lechatchila for industrial applications, but not for restaurants, because in the restaurant we have a mashgiach anyhow. So it's sort of like, sort of like, why should we rely on it, or uh, something like along those lines? Like, why should we rely? Even though commercially we would rely on it, but in food services, you say the mashgiach is there anyhow. So why should we rely on it? 
or the Yid, I'm sorry, the CRC relies on it as, as a backup. Meaning they, they say, we don't want to rely on Lechatchila, but we insist that the Mashkiach, like the pilots, as a, as a backup in case something goes wrong on the regular job that the Mashkiach is supposed to be doing, which is to light the fires, it's supposed to turn on all fires, it's a backup, it's, we're covering ourselves, that we have this backup that is, the pilots will lit, lit by the Yid. Well, what's the need then if it's Lechatchila there? It, it's a chiddush that you should be able to ishmish. That one, I didn't like the fire that you cook with, so it's a chiddush. I'm not sure. I think it's just just because of the chiddush shabai. Just it's it's an unusual thing. It doesn't. It's not a gemara. It's just like you know. Um, okay. Um, th- then there's there's another. So the sheet. Magen Avram took Mashalchus Kisim. Yes, the, but it's a, the, people take that to mean both of them. It's not clear at all that the Magen Avram means that. He says Mashalchus Kisim. Um, um, and then there are people who have this other sheet, though, this, this really, uh, this, this is what I've tried to figure out, I haven't really gotten to the bottom of, uh, that they don't rely on, on pilots, except for a walk. Okay, in a walk, they rely on, 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 a, on a pilot. Somehow, because the, what's a walk? A walk is like, it, it, it's, a frying pan. it's like a really, well, it's an unusually shaped frying pan, because in a walk, the, the idea is that the fire is right under the very bottom, and the pilot is underneath that, and somehow, like that, makes a difference. A wok is a, is a device in which you cook things. Yes. So not, you're saying not, it's not the chiddush of the wok. The chiddush is. The well, wok. the way woks are built is that no, 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 no. I'm sorry, 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 sorry. Not a wok that in your house. Not a wok that's in your house. In, in, in a food service, I should have been clear. In a food service, and their woks are built a certain way. And the pilot is like underneath it, and somehow, since the pilot is underneath it instead of on the side, some of that makes it better. Maybe the, maybe the fire is, gives heat. There's a tiny drop of heat from the fire to the wok. That would make it. I know in the Kailo, for example, they not only does the oven have a standing pilot, but the stove as well. They have six pilots. The oven has a standing pilot? Yes. That's unusual. Okay. The oven does not have a standing pilot. Yes, it does. It's not, it's not on. It's not kept on. Yes, it is. Well, it's not. I don't know myself. I have turned it on myself. Every time I made a kid, I had to go turn on the pilot. They shut the gas, yes. Right. Oh, they shut the gas. Oh, they turn on the gas. Oh, you're not using it. It's a standing pilot. Okay. Okay. But the stove is also well. It, it does. It, he's saying is it doesn't have the advantage. Of, point is, is that well, if the it works, because they don't need. I'll tell you why. Because the stove itself, each burner has a standing pilot too, and it's directly under the thing, and it gets very hot. And because of that, and because they only make a kiddush once a week at most, they shut off the gas because the standing pilots are just annoying. And it creates heat because they're very big fires. The yeah, pilot itself is substantially they're large. They're like this, like, they're like My point is though, okay. the standing pilot, which is for the stoves, which is directly under the burner, which is usually not. It's usually it's, not. You're welcome to come to Iowa. No, I, I believe no, there no, is that typically is, it's I, not. I, I like Elsie's point because it's actually contributing directly to the heat. Okay, okay. So, um, so it wouldn't be HBH. So it wouldn't be HBH. Right. So, so then it's just then then it's a hashalchus kisim, or 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 maybe it's more than hashalchus kisim. Okay, maybe maybe. Um, I mean, so the, the advantage of a Stanley pilot doesn't help if you're going to turn your gas. Yeah, well. okay, okay. The, the point is that the rest of us, it's on all the time. It doesn't yeah, help if we turn. Because of the heat on the, the stove, you can't put anything down there. You know, you put the, for storage. Right? Like you can't. It literally burns. Okay, got it. Okay, that's so it's unusual. I'll have to go plug in one day and see what it looks like. Okay, so now the next thing is practical, and that is that um, in the cold they can have a Stanley pilot that stays on forever. Okay, in your house you could have that. In a restaurant kitchen, um, there's food spilling, and this, they use the oven, as you think about it, they use it a hundred times more than you do in your house, and it's messy, uh, and pilots go out all the time. So, how, e- how do they go out? Because that food spills, okay? In, it's underneath the oven. 
It's on the, in the stove top. Oh, the stove. In, in a stove top. In the stove. That's where it is. I, it's really unusual to have it in an oven. Uh, but in the stove top. But uh, yeah, sometimes there is. Sometimes like like a like a uh, convection oven. Maybe that's, is it called a convection? No, uh, in a convection, sometimes it's underneath there. That's true. That could be. Uh, but in a, in a stove top, it spills at some point. To the point is that in lots of uh, food service places, the pilots don't even work anymore. They've been so buried under <laughs> chicken soup that they stop. They don't work at all. Okay. Um, but they go out all the time. Okay, now in a, in in a, in a flat top, it's like like a griddle. Okay, there the pilot is protected because it's underneath the flat top. It doesn't go out so much. But in a in a regular stove top, it goes. They get off. They can commonly go out because it's just it's just a messy kitchen. It's a big, busy, messy kitchen. Okay, so if there's hashkocha to me, this then the mashkiach, even if he's using the pilot, has to keep an eye on that pilot and he'll make sure to relight it if it goes out. Not only can he make sure to light it when it goes out, but if it goes out and the people in the kitchen needed to be relit, then they just say, Rabbi, could you relight the pilot? Okay, because he's standing there, but he's available. Okay? The, what, are, what if the burner stays hot? The, the we're, we're going to talk about hot in, in a minute. I don't, I don't, you think, could, we, could it be that the, the grates will stay hot and that will qualify? I guess that could be, but that's like maybe yes and maybe not. You know what I mean? Maybe yes and maybe not. The, the pilot is our way, we know that it, we have a Eish Meish to count on. Um, but what happens is if there's no Mashkiach there, you should know this idea is, a, is one of the reasons why um, Hashkachas insist on Hashkacha to meet this for, certain, for these type of restaurants is because even if they have pilots to make Bishri Yisrael, you say, what do you mean? What's going to be the problem? It's always going to be Bishri Yisrael. Because things go out all the time, um, the Mashiach has to be there just to keep an eye on it. Because not only can he relight it, but what happens if you have a restaurant? Okay, It's 6 o'clock, all of a sudden the pilot goes out. Okay? And there's no Mashiach to meet him. 6 p.m. and there's no mashkiach there. Okay, so there's a hundred people out there who want to eat. They're sitting in the restaurant waiting to eat. So now we have to call the mashkiach to call the rabbi to come in. That in an hour from now he's going to show up and light the pilot, or will the guy just say no one's going to catch me? He's going to light it himself. Okay, so when the mashkiach is available, so then it could be he would light it himself. But first he get caught. But he goes to the guy right there. So pull the guy from over there. Come here, light my pilot for me. But when you when you have a situation where the pilot where there is no mashkiach there, then you're Setting yourself up for, for oh my gosh, somebody might, the, the guy are very likely to, they'll be, to be, have a great incentive to just light the fires. Okay, that's why, that's one of the reasons why you have to have a, a shkacha to me this. And those that don't, what are they relying on? So, those who don't are either not thinking about the fact that it might go out, or in din, they're probably mutter. That's the truth. Because the din is, the din is that suffolk. Bishalakam is mutter, and the case in Shulchan Aruch of Safed Bishalakam is that it could be the, it wasn't even a, the fire even went out. Okay, so so uh, in din it might be mutter, but it's it's not a good way to set up hashgacha. It's like we're counting on Safed Bishalakam to be mutter. You know what I mean? So it's not. How often uh, does it go out? Once a day. It could be. It depends on the on the kitchen. It depends on. It could be now. So the 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 people who don't have mashgiach tmidi, what they'll do is they'll tell the mashgiach, whenever you come in or once a week when you come in, please relight all the pilots. In case they went out when you weren't there, you know what I mean. And then there are two other ideas that people have. Um, Yankee tells these places. He says every Sunday morning, light a seven-day shiva candle in in the in the kitchen, so that in case the groom have to light the fire, at least they have a way to at least to do the right thing if they want to. How are they gonna get the fire from here to there? They'll take a match so from here to there, like you know. Um, It'd be easier just to take a lighter. It would be, but at least we're giving some ideas of what we could do. Like, you know, what could we do? Maybe, maybe what well, the guy could, could... I mean, think about how horrible it is for this guy when he's sitting there. He's, a, he's in the middle of serving supper, and all of a sudden the fire goes out. And now he has to wait for the rabbi to show up. It's like, okay, at least you give him an eight. An eight. I mean, now, the truth is, a lot of them 
It's interesting is that a lot of kitchen people, which is good for the Jews, a lot of them will do is when they need to light a fire, me and you like turn the dial, like, like you know, try to or hit the clicker or whatever it is, they bang a pot from one from one uh, grate to the other and it just shoots off enough sparks or enough flame from one side to the other side and it lights to the other side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they go Psh, like this and all of a sudden the thing is lit. Okay, that's how the cooks, that's how the, the chefs do. So maybe that's the HBH also. That might also might qualify. Yeah, that, they, they don't like, like with, they don't pull out a match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They psh, like this. You know, they bang across the fire from one side to the other side. Okay. And then uh, Rabbi Lubin said, Rabbi Lubin said, let's put cameras in. And at least you know how much you have to meet. At least that way you could maybe catch the guy. Even though it's really hard to believe you'd catch a guy. I mean, you know, he has to only put his back to the camera for one second, you know, and, and you won't see. You don't have the camera sitting pointed right at the pilot, you know? So, so you, maybe he'd be afraid to be caught. But, but it's... For a starter, they should ban lighters. They do. Yeah, but, you know, lighters is not... It, this is not like a, like a machine gun. Like, how are you going to find the guy with a lighter? I mean, it's, it's a little... smokes has their own lighter, too. Yeah, so, yeah. They're, they're not allowed to have lighters officially. Yeah, all those are rules, but, you know, come on. Not so... so that's a, one of the reasons why people insist on a shkocha to me is because of fisheries role. No, but that's even a good point, because if, even if one goes out, the rest of them might be lit, and if they just take a fire from there... If they, if they do, but... It'd be easier to think about it. It makes sense that they would. That they would just fight, light them like that. provide long stick matches with no way to strike it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't give the we'll break off. We'll break off the end. We'll break <laughs> off the end. Then naturally, they're going to take from the easiest source of fire, which is probably the one next to it. Which or, or the lighter in their pocket. Or, or, the, right, or they can use a pan to move. It's true. So all those are reasons. And, and soft dish lock them in the end is motor. Anyhow, okay, so so could it be that in dinner's motor? It's not, it's not good. And that's one of the reasons why people have for having a shakal. To me, is because of the bishop's role. Even if they have pilots. Okay. Kill a in Suffolk if there's no Aitza. Right? Kind of, if you say, I want to put the food on myself, like you talk about one day, so then you can't rely on the fact that it's a Suffolk. What do you mean you can't rely on it? I mean, I mean, is the person sitting out, outside yeah, eating his, his chicken, is he, he has eating? He no idea. Right, so it's but a Suffolk. If the call is by Suffolk, equilibrate, you have to do that. It's yeah. not equilibrate, but there's an Aitza to avoid relying on the Suffolk. Wouldn't you have to? Who, the guy who's eating supper? Yeah, I'll say, I want to push you still for Sparta. I guess, I guess that could be, but I'm, I'm just thinking about the side. He said, "Why don't you take Bishri Shul?" The rabbi took care of it. It's all Bishri Shul. The rabbi's home sleeping, right? That's the truth. He's really sleeping. I think is it in the din? Is it mother? Yes. Yeah, okay. So okay. Who we fooling over here? If we know, if we know that on average you'll talk to him, how often per week does it go out? Right? The guy says it goes out three times a week. You can't really use something to suffer the water. I said, I mean, yeah, you know, sometimes it's fake in the Chazal, like Arlo or something like that. Yeah, I don't care. It's a suffer, it doesn't matter. It's mutter. Mutter means something, but that's not. You don't know when it went out. Before it goes out, it's 100% mutter. I understand, but you're setting up a shkacha where a guy knows three. Typically, you know, it's not a system. They asked me that question when I lived in New York. I was one of the people who checked the area from the neighborhood. And every single week we found problems, things were down. <laughs> so they said, if every week there's something down, it was a big error. Everything is something down. So why do you think it's going to make it through a Shabbos? So if, if every week, if every let's let's say there were three things down, that means over the last seven days three things went down. It means every other day something they breaks. Check the full perimeter every week. Yeah, so every other day something breaks. Like if three things were down, it means every other day something broke. So Shabbos is only one day, you know. So and they say, what happens if it's like three day yontif, like you know Thursday, Friday, Shabbos? You know, by Shabbos, I mean we're for sure hopeless. I mean you know that it's gone by Shabbos, you know. So that was a question people wondered about. Yeah, I don't know what the answer was. <laughs> Anyhow, that was. Yeah, I think it was they did a better <laughs> but, but I wonder, is it typical for uh, the CRCO, UFK, is it typical that they 
No, don't have a mashkiach midi. No, that's that. I, I told you that. No, I told you that's a reason why we insist on shkachot. Yeah, one of the reasons that. is because so what, of the so mishnah. When is this your title coming? Because other hashkachot. There are other places who don't have a shkachot oh, midi. Other hashkachot. Other. That's how our places. No, I'm sorry, it wasn't clear. No, 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 no. We have a shkachot midi. That's I told you. That's a reason why we insist on shkachot midi. That's one of the reasons for it. Other places who don't, he's who who they can't afford it or whatever. It's not going to tell a consumer who's going to a place that doesn't have a shkachot midi. We probably tell them not to eat. <laughs> so what would they do for Sfarim? No, no, you can go out in. And say, and please, I want to put the food onto yeah. the fire. Okay, well, yeah, I guess, I guess so. And the kale might be true. Okay, this is not the biggest problem. Okay, fine, let's go on. <clears throat> let's go, we have, we have one more th- bunch of things to talk about. And that is um, <clears throat> related to Hashem's Kisi. <clears throat> and that is, the Mechab is like this. He says it's an unusual case. I uh, Yid lit the fire, the fire went out, because it, it cooked and whatever, and the fire went out, and it completely was out. Zero, nothing left. And then the guy lit the fire. So the thing is that if the fire oven was still hot when the when the guy lit his fire, then um, it's considered bishul yisrael or pas yisrael according to mechaber. It's considered it's considered a continuation, even though there was zero fire left when the guy came. As long as it was hot, it's considered um, it, it's a continuation of the yid's fire. Uh, and it's because the way the way it's explained over there um, is because it's it's like hashachas kisim. It's a hacker. Um the, the the fact that there was heat left over from the yitz fire, it's as if it's a it's it's like a hashachas kisim. Like the heat from that fire is continuing to this fire, and that's considered enough of a hacker to make it to be bishul yisrael. Okay. Now, j- just as a pause, and not for today, it's really for next time, for the next part, and that is this is a raya. This is the raya. Um, Against Rabelsky. Rabelsky said that you had to have a shachas kisim into an existing fire. You can't have a shachas kisim before the fire is there. Which, from a logic, you hear the logic of it. But here's an example of we're doing hashachas kisim before the fire exists. Right? You, the, the kisim, the yid's fire that was here from an hour ago, which just doesn't exist anymore, just his heat left over, is coming before the guy makes his fire that cooks the food in it. Okay, so the kisim, the, the heat from left over from the fire, comes before the guy makes his his fire. Anyhow, <clears throat> okay, so how hot does the oven have to stay? To, in order to be uh, to qualify for this thing, so Rosham um, Zalman Arbach told Rabelsky that it has to be high enough for cooking, and that is um, 176 degrees. Okay, now 176 degrees sounds like there were years of research to figure this out. Okay, but then we figured out that that's not what happened. It's like 98.6 is temperature for for average people. It's not because scientists studied it for thousands of years and came up with an average. It's because in Celsius, 98.6 is 37 degrees Celsius. So it's a nice even number. It has nothing to do with anything. Just an even number. 37. Yes, yeah, so 37. Give or take us 37. So you're destroying my trust in medicine. So, so you know, I mean, if you, if you get at 96, 98.8, it doesn't mean they have fever. You know, it doesn't mean anything. Nothing. Let's give it 37. It's a nice round number. So in, in Celsius, it's 80 degrees Celsius. So 176 sounds like mom's like years worth of studying of baking breads and this and that. Why Because everybody in the world lives... Because Rosh Hashanah lived in Eretz Yisrael, and he uses everyone in the world uses Celsius except for us. Um, so, so he eighty degrees, okay, and that's because that's a minimal amount of baking. Um, in fact, we tried it. We baked stuff at eighty degrees after a few hours and taka baked. You tried seventy nine. We tried it uh, a much lower, or like one hundred fifty. It took like ten hours to bake, but it, like after a few hours, we have to bake a roll in at eighty degrees. Or anyhow, so that's it. That's it. So, what's the number of Celsius? 80 degrees Celsius. 80 oh, it's a nice round number. 80 degrees. 80 degrees, you know? Say it again. At 176, you baked... We took a roll, like a piece of dough, dough. like that was... And put it into the oven at 80... At 176. Yeah. It's, I forgot how many hours. A couple of hours. It baked into a, into a roll. It baked, you know, it became baked at that temperature. 
Um, but when we did a lower temperature, let's say 150 degrees, 150 Fahrenheit, 150 degrees, it took like 10 hours to bake. Okay, so so it could have, it would eventually bake, but that, that's that's what he said was a cutoff. Okay, most other people didn't agree with that. <clears throat> they said that we're looking here, we're not looking. So Shlomzaman was looking at it, that it has to be a cooking temperature. So we need 80 degrees or 176. Cooking, baking is, is low is an amount that you could cook at this temperature. You could still use it's still considered as a fire of cooking. And most others said no, it just has to be, we're just looking for a hecker. So it just has to be hot. So the word hot doesn't mean it has to be hot for cooking, it has to be hotter than regular. So I don't know, 110 degrees, you know. It's much lower temperature, it's much obvious. Right. The, most others look at it like that kind of as long as it's not there it uses the word Nitzan Legami. As long as it didn't become room temperature, that's still hot. And the, and the point is, it's just a hecker. Because you much lower. Right. So most others, which is a CRC position, most others think like that, is that as long as, we're looking just for a hecker, as long as it's hotter than, so to speak, than room temperature. So 100 degrees, 110 degrees is already hot. Um, so the word hot is a little misleading here because it's really just warm, so to speak. But that's good enough. Okay. <clears throat> what do you say? I'm going to tell you an application in a second about that. Yeah, I'm going to tell you the application in a second. Um, uh, um, now, before I get to that application, some of the Achorinim say that it only works for a week. Okay, it's a way of reading of a of a base. If that only only lasts for a week, this thing that if the heat of the if, let's say you lit the fire and it went out, and then the oven stays hot, that that carryover can only after a week it expires. Seven days. Seven days. It expires. Okay. There's not really such a logic to that. It's hard to understand it, and most assume that he didn't. You know, it's still hot. No, no. I mean, it was hot. It was hot, and then it w- cooled down, and then the the guy lit a fire. But it stayed hot for a week. No, no, no. Fire? It stayed hot for a few hours, and the guy lit a fire. But then that eventually that peters out. Eventually, you say the guy keeps lighting more and more fires forever and forever. Let's say the guy lights a fire for te- for two weeks. So it still expires after a week. Yeah, it will expire after a week. The whole thing so it doesn't not so logical. Whatever it is, but but the the. the, the most assume that it was a practical, the case that he was talking about was a practical case that it happened to be that after seven days, there wasn't going to be any fire left. Okay, so most people hold that, that in, there's no such requirement, no such ex- expiration date in DIN. But in, in a related thing, and then you think, you have to hear this, you say maybe that's what they meant, um, Ravelsky said is, let's pay, pay attention to the fact that what we're trying to do is, we have to make a hacker that a yid has to participate in cooking in order to make the food mutter. He says, it can't be it seems wrong to think that we could light a fire and that forever it will stay Bishri Yisrael. And the Goyim can cook from now till forever without paying any attention to Yidin. The whole idea is to say is we have to make a hecker that Yidin are involved in the cooking. So how could it be that the, the, we, we, we do something one day and then now and for the next hundred years it will always be Bishri Yisrael. The Yidin don't have to participate. So he thought, he didn't say it was a, it didn't a requirement, it was a hashkafa kind of a point, that when the Mashkichim walk in to places they should Make sure it's bush Yisrael every time they go in. Face oh, once a month. Guys should do something. So you go into a factory that needs bush Yisrael. So we tell people to do it because maybe something went wrong. Like maybe they turned off the fire and we didn't notice it. Like you know, our, whatever our system we have didn't work. So it's worth it to relight the fires. But even if, aside from that, even if we know it was perfect all the time, Rebelsky was like, you know, we have to, the idea here is to make a hacker. So we should be making that hacker give or take once a month. That was his his thing. Okay. Now, it's it's not it's not a requirement, but it's more. I tell people to do it more for the other side, which is if something went wrong, we can only have a month worth of a problem. So if you visit it once a month, when you show up, or once a few times a year, however often you show there, you should be adjusting the boiler, just or whatever your, your fire is, 
just a, it's a sort of a safety. Like in very, very industrial places where they say, our boiler just goes on, it just stays on. Yeah. Every time a shkia comes to a visit, you should do that also. So I tell people that if they can, they should adjust it. You don't have to turn it off. You just turn it down and up or whatever it is to adjust it to, in case we miss is something. Is easy in a boiler just to turn it down and up? Yeah, if you I, I used to do it. It's not, it's not such a big deal. I, say, I thought you said you got to make it go from off to on, off to on. So it's a matter of turning it down, turning oh. down the amount of steam that you want, turning it to down, waiting for the for the flames to go out. That's its own fun, just to watch for the fire to go out. You could literally you could you could see the fire go out. Uh, there's a porthole to and see. Nobody doesn't mind. As if you get along with with you get no, it doesn't make a difference for for two minutes. As you get along with the guy in in the boiler room, then you're okay. There, you know. I don't know. I don't think Okay. What, if people, it, it should be a policy. It's not. It's not a a, a strong requirement. Like what kind of place? Like what kind of? We have an egg place. Egg place. Like I used to do it there. That's right. In the egg place, that's right here. That's right. So I used to go in there. I I talked to I forgot what the guy's name was. He used his own character, and I used to go to him, and we used to schmooze a little bit, and then I would turn the thing down. And, Come on, Rabbi, you want to do it? I turn the thing down. And wait for the fire to go out and turn it back on. You know. So I have a hummus place that I hummus hummus. Which we don't, I didn't probably, we don't hold needs it, but I said, well, might as well do it. Let's, right. let's do it. But, well, I told my shield, you know, just keep tabs on when they do their boiler maintenance, because otherwise it supposedly stays on the whole time. Mm -hmm. And just turn it on, you know, coordinate it. Okay, you know, so. Every time to go in there, too. Okay. Okay. Good, you came today. Anyhow, <laughs> so, so. I don't so, change you, though. Okay, I, I, I knew that. Okay, so, 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 now, this Rama is L'Chaira, the shot of how we make fish soil in ovens and boilers. And that's because our oven doesn't run, work like the base Yosef's oven does, which is in, in a, a thousand years ago, your oven worked because you're putting fire, wood into the fire and the fire stayed on. But our ovens go off. As soon as it hits the temperature that you set it for, the fire goes off. <clears throat> so I turn the oven on, let's say, not a stove oven, an oven. I turn the oven or the boiler on, I turn it on, and it's cold now, and okay, and after 15 minutes it gets up to temperature, and then the fire goes out. So the Yitz fire is out. So how is it Bishri Yisrael if in an hour from now someone cooks food in there? The Yid didn't make the fire. What? So the, the answer, the reason why it works is because this is what the Mechabra said, that if my, my, if it stays hot from my lighting, which of course it does, if I got up to 350, <clears throat> it stays hot from mine. So now the fact that the, that the, that the, the later on, um, the Garyamar involved in the, in the cooking makes a difference because it's a continuation of my fire and that's why it's good enough. Okay, so if, if that's the logic for why it works, for why it's considered mutter, then we run into a problem for um, a convection oven. Okay, a convection oven is, is a kind of oven that you see in food service or yeshiva kitchens. Okay, it's the kind of oven that opens with the doors open, I don't know how you say it, sideways. Instead of pulling it down, it opens to the side, the double doors. Okay, that's not what makes it special that it has the doors open, the double doors open side. That's not what's special about it. It's called convection oven <clears throat> because it cooks with convection. Okay, convection means it <clears throat> has to do with circulating the air. Um, it's a different way of cooking. Um, and what happens is that aside from the heat that's in the, in the chamber, the air gets circulated, and that helps makes it cook faster. Okay, makes it cook faster. So how does the air circulate? Because there's a fan. Okay, and the fan is always in the back of the oven, um, and it, it, it's push it, blows the air around, and that makes the food cook faster. Fine. But there's an obvious problem with, a, with an oven like that, which is that when, if there's a fan blowing in the back, when you open the door, um, you can get the hot air blown in your face. Okay, it's blowing from the back. It's going to blow in your face. So every convection oven comes with a safety feature that when you open the door, the fan turns off. In most of them, the flame also turns off. So what happens well, is... <coughs> what did you say? Why does the flame turn off? 
I guess that that's just a matter of like saving energy is thinking that why are we heating up the whole kitchen for, you know, why are we keeping the heat on for the kitchen? I'm not sure why, but that, that's what, the fan always goes off. Because again, if you didn't turn the fan off, it just blows in your face. But, and the flame usually goes off also. So what happens is, <clears throat> oh, I forgot to write that. Okay, so, so what happens is, um, so, um, so what happens is, <clears throat> in, a, in a smaller kitchen, you open the oven, open the oven, take your food out, and put new food into it. So it takes a minute or two, not a big deal. The oven's going to stay hot anyhow. But in, a, in some places, what will happen is they open up the convection oven, take out the food, <clears throat> until they're ready to put the new food back in. It takes a long time. And the concern is that if you wait for long enough, the oven will completely cool down. Below okay? 110. Below 176 or 110, whichever one you think is the shear. <clears throat> so if that would happen, that it would cool all the way down, then when the guy closes the door, he's the one who turned on the fire. There's no leftover heat. There's no residual heat from the year. Okay? So because of this concern, it, it is this big ASIC that in convection ovens, uh, every time the door gets open, Mashkir has to close the door. Okay, and they tell Mashkichim, some Mashkichim, they say is, every time you walk past the convection oven, open the door and close the door. This way, in case you miss the guy pulling out a, a piece of chicken, you'll get to, you'll be relighting the fires, okay? Now, it happens to be. Um, if they had to miss the guy pulling out a piece of chicken, then the guy, and the door was left open. Correct. Right. So. He, Mama should have to mend davening, you know, uh, <laughs> what's the Maybe you know? should time, you know, how long it takes. So, so, so right, so, e- even if, if he, even if he didn't, Missing Kippa Cotton, even if you didn't have a Cotton right now. So, what happens? I went to a place. I, I'm not such a believer. Uh, I went to a place and had a convection oven, and it was all nice and hot. It had been on all day, and I tested it. Um, and the in the back of the oven, um, it got under 176, if you hold that's the cutoff, in about 10 minutes of 10 minutes of being open. Um, it also depends on how hot. It was at high cooking temperature, 350, the normal cooking temperature. So I started with it. Um, it had been on all day. It wasn't like they turned it on for me. It had been on all day. Like, you know? um, and after 20 minutes, it was still more than 120 degrees. I gave up. It wasn't changing. It was going no place. It was just basically staying put at like over 120 degrees in the back. The front of the oven, in the front of the oven, in the front of the oven, it was also got under 176 also in about 10 minutes, maybe a little less. And after 20 minutes, it was already under 100 degrees. Okay, It, was, it had cooled off considerably in the front. But even even heat in the back of her should be good enough also. So if you hold the cutoff, if you hold the cutoff is the lower if you hold the cutoff is the higher amount, then maybe you think if it stays open for 10 minutes. If you hold if you hold the cutoff as the lower amount, and that's maybe it's Lashitasa, that's where it came from. But if you hold the cutoff as the lower amount, it's hard to believe it could ever stay open for so long that it would cut cool off completely. I mean, literally, it would have to be after 20 minutes, it was still warm, it was still hot enough for us in the back of the oven. It sounds uh, like a simple way it's just to make sure, find a setting that the flame should stay on. So, so that there are people who do overrides. <coughs> and they do the fan. They override on the flame. To make it that our flame, no matter what, will always stay on. Because then it will always keep it warm. And the flame will keep on burning. Yeah, so there are people who do that. They do overrides. Um, but others are, are, are like neurotic. I mean, they have the mashkich always, you know, running after this door to keep that door closed. And how hard is it to do that, that override? It, it's a mechanical thing, so you have to bring someone in to do it, you know. So it's a, it's, it's a, a setting for the manufacturer. No, it's a patch. No, and oh, there are even people who sell <coughs> convection ovens made for kosher places that are already built, but they override in them, you know, whatever it <coughs> keeps the flame off. Yeah, okay. Um, but but the the it, it, but this is like a big thing. This is like, like, oh my gosh, the guy didn't take care of his convection oven. Like, you know, uh, that's like a big thing to, to see someone do that. that like, see how, how backward someone is. That, and I'm not, I'm not so convinced it's such a horrible thing. Now, but you should know. Now, there's a completely different way of looking at it. Rav Shechta has a completely different way of looking at this. I told you that ovens and boilers are mutter because since 
um, it stays warm. That's what makes it to be, um, a, a, the, this residual heat is the case of the Mechaber. Shechter says, no. He says, he says you, don't, you don't need that. I mean, it's true. He said, but it's not true. You don't need that. He said, is, the, the reason why the oven stays on all day long is because I flipped the switch in the morning. I turned it on in the morning, and I set the whole thing in motion that it will get to 350, and then it will go a little lower, and then it'll go higher, and it'll keep it going on and off. He says, it's not mutter because of the residual heat. It's not because I did the residual that, that since there's leftover heat from my fire, when the next person makes a fire, he's continuing my fire. No, he says, I need the fire. Who turned the oven on in the morning? The rabbi turned the oven on in the morning, and then it goes, the cycling on and off, it's just, that's how the oven functions. So he says, he, says, he thinks it's mutter from a completely different reason. Kenzyn, Kenzyn that that would work even for convection. Not, 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 not so for sure. No, because, I turned it off. Because when you open the door, yeah. now nah, you didn't turn it off. Or in other words, I'm the one who turned the switch on. Yeah. I made it go. I set this thing in. in I don't know if that's a condition that the door has to be closed. Right. So that maybe the door, that you could, you could, yesh on the door. On whether, whether maybe the door is like literally like turning, as if turning it off, as if there's two switches right. to this oven. So I. They both have to be active. So that could be. But for a regular oven, I'm just telling you, for a regular oven, Rosh thought it was mutter from, not from this, this fancy residual heat kind of reason. So um, what's the knock that he was saying? He, he was just, it was just logic, uh, just okay. explanation. I don't remember what he said about convection. I know there was a question, should that extend to convection ovens also? Yes, I'll done on that. Um, anyhow, but Lamaisa, I'm, I'm telling you that people are very particular about these convection ovens. That, that it's like a thing. Um, but what do we do? Well, the mashkiach has to close the doors. Of course, of course. Uh, what I, I mean is, is that if, if I if I walked into your hashkoch and saw that you guys didn't know about convection ovens, it would be like, like, how could you not even know something so obvious, like not to know about convection well, ovens? Oh, about the issue, right? The question how they deal. Right, no, you're right. No, you're saying. I mean, if, if the guy would respond to me, I know about the issue, but David tested it for me and he told me that it doesn't that it doesn't cool down. That that could be yes. Uh, so I guess if he didn't know, then it shows he's a little he's out of touch, maybe too. Okay.